Well, hello again. It's nice to hear from you. Well, I mean, you're hearing from me. You know what I mean. Let's get into today's show. (laughs) I'm Audacious Adri. I'm inching closer to my mid-30s and my knees couldn't agree more. I live in LA, my depression is cured, and I'm trying my hardest to find free parking. Let's navigate through our spiritual, physical, and mental health so we can live our best lives, yeah? Welcome to the Audacious Adri Show. I'm Adri, and we talk about everything mental, physical, and spiritual health so you can what? Live your best life ever. You can find me on all of the socials. Not all of them. I would say most of them. You can find me on IG at Audacious Adri Show. You can find me on YouTube at Audacious Adri Show and Twitter at Audacious Adri. And okay, so like Elon Musk is running... Twitter now and now you're paying to be, you can pay to be verified on Twitter and I'm, I'm getting right into it okay I'm getting right into it today like wasting no time okay now that we do this show every other every other Thursday I feel like I have so much to say to you guys so Elon Musk is running Twitter he bought Twitter like I guess to be to be petty now you can pay to be verified and I remember when that first became a thing on Twitter, because I've been on Twitter for a while. I didn't tweet for like a really long time, but like I like utilized it, right? Like I utilized it to like read funny tweets, to read news, da 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 da. And then there was like a really, really heavy period where I was tweeting and I was like using it as a tool. I was building a following. I mean, I don't have that many followers, but I like started to like really start, you know, playing with Twitter. And people started getting verified, and that like basically to me, it meant that you were, you had some kind of influence and power and like basically to get retweeted from somebody with a blue check, that means that you would get an abundance of views and followers. So like, it was basically like validation. And I read this article, I can't remember where, but it was, I read a whole bunch of articles cause I was like articles about this subject. Cause I was like, I don't really know what that means or like, what, it, what would that mean for society? Right? So it was basically saying people were verified. I think it was because yay, allegedly, there was somebody allegedly like impersonating him and like just being sketchy like imagine somebody impersonating you like I know a lot of people that have had people on IG steal their photos and like even if they're not asking for money it's just scary and weird and I just who does that right we're all adults here well most of us are adults then age does not mean maturity right but they started it because some you know people of influence and celebrities were they were complaining about people impersonating them and being weird on the internet so they created the verification system to say hey i've submitted documents i've facetimed or done whatever i submitted a blood sample in my firstborn to let you know that this is who i am right so now it's going to be available to i could be it could have changed okay i don't know how you know because everything changes like so quickly in society now But at the time that I read this article, it was like, you can pay like $8 a month and then you can be verified. And so people are like afraid that like, if you're verified now, like they're afraid of like information being false because anybody can be verified now. So I guess like there was a responsibility that came with, there was a responsibility that came with being verified. Like you were looked to as like a source Which is, like, everybody can argue that, like, who are, like, who's making these decisions? Like, who deserves to be, like, verified? Like, I don't know if, I'm sure Twitter had, like, a guideline that was, like, over 100,000 followers. 
da 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 like I'm sure there was maybe a guideline but now there is no guideline so that anybody can be verified so that any so that blue check that was once a hot commodity that was once an indicator that showed people that this person was could could I'm using air quotes you can't see me but I'm using air quotes could be trusted could be held accountable where I'm I'm rolling my eyes as we speak could do all these things and now it's available to any Tom Dick and Harry and I think that I think it's funny because I am kind of a late adopter when it comes to like technology and trends I like to call I it's like I'm this is like such a weird thing about me and I'm gonna probably tell my therapist tomorrow but I'm I'm like a regressor like I the older I get I mean and I think it's just a part of development but this was me before like this was me as a kid too like everybody was like okay we're gonna wear bell bottoms and I'm like okay no I'm gonna wear skinny jeans because I like the old school style and I want to wear that I want to wear it from the 50s I know you guys are in the 70s but I want to be in the 50s because I like the 50s the 50s was better and like I've always been like a late adopter, like just two things. Maybe I don't know. Maybe that's lack of eye. That's maybe my my IQ score. I don't know what it is. And maybe you guys can tell me your theories about why I'm a late adopter to things. But I or maybe I don't trust. I don't know what it is. But I feel like this about the internet. I remember when the internet was cool. I remember when the internet was fun. I remember when Twitter was fun. I remember when Instagram was fun. I remember when so many things were fun and they were how they were and then the internet started introducing verification and this culture that just bugs me like just the influencer culture and it just really like I don't know it just like really rub has been rubbing me the wrong way I love the internet I use the internet if the internet didn't exist I wouldn't be able to have a podcast I wouldn't be able to talk to people from all over the world the internet is actually amazing but there are it's it has its effect on us and as a person who's studying psychology it has an effect on us that is negative right and it hasn't even been a long around that long for us to have like concrete studies I know that people are studying it right now but like there's nothing really out there but they're saying um, scientists and, and psychologists are saying that it has such a negative effect of, on our brains and it, it, being on it as being on it for a long period of time will, um, will bring symptoms of depression, right? Or anxiety. And this is as a person who's experienced both as a person who experiences, experiences it when I'm online, I definitely agree. So I feel like this whole verification thing, you know, it's like, remember when, remember when Tesla's were only $20,000. They were a hot commodity. They were new. Now they're more expensive. Well, no, actually, (laughs) I'm using it backwards. Remember, like, okay, remember when Furbies? Oh my gosh. Like, I'm trying, I know I have a lot of millennials on here, but like, millennials is such a big gap. There were these things called Furbies or Pokemon cards. Remember when Pokemon cards were big and everybody wanted it and it was hard to find? And like, maybe like two, three years, people were fighting, people were beating each other up, getting suspended over. I remember my my school didn't even allow them because kids were fighting over them. And then all of a sudden they were done and then they were in the freaking uh, Walmart bargain bin. They were on sale and clearance. Like, once it becomes available to everybody, like something happens, like Yeezys came out, they like they were exclusive. It was like, oh, well, I want to get a pair of that. 
And then all of a sudden, like, everybody has them. They started making them counterfeit. And then, like, and so it just kind of took the, they're still prestige, but it's, like, they became more av- readily available. And it took kind of, like, the prestige behind it. I just heard literally a few minutes ago that YouTube started off as something that you had to be invited to, just like Facebook, right? Facebook, you had to have a college email and that was the only way that you can get on it it was made for college people and then it became you know your grandma your auntie your gardener your neighbor your babysitter is on it now and it kind of took like this exclusivity away and I feel like with the the twitter I think it's called twitter blue it takes that exclusive exclusivity away and it just creates like this like free market of like whatever right so I kind of laughed to myself because I'm like dang somebody like worked really hard to get verified and like all of a sudden they're like all right, anybody can do it. And I wonder if um, if Instagram is going to follow behind. That's going to make, like, I feel like it does, depending on which which industry you're in, like, if the, if Instagram brings it on, it's definitely going to make a, like, a damper in Instagram. Like, because I, I see this verification culture and I'm just like, unless you're verified, like, no one cares. Like, this is sometimes how I feel about things. I'm like, there's a there's a charity out here that like does a lot for the community. It's a big charity. They have a big influence, a lot of followers and like they weren't um Instagram was not verifying them and they were like they had a problem about it, which they're entitled to it. And I think they finally got verified, but like for like a couple years they were trying to get verified and Instagram was not verifying them. But like the dumbest people and the dumbest things get verified and it's like so dumb to me, but that's neither here nor there and I don't know why I got into this conversation, but here we are. Okay, so like <laughs> let's let's get into my weekend. I had a wild weekend. I'm like literally I need I was supposed to have a I was supposed to go to a Bible study yesterday and I didn't go cuz I'm like yo I've like I need to like have a day home. I've been going hard since Wednesday. So let me tell you about my week. Wednesday was the Lecrae album release party at my church. That was a banger, 10 out of 10. Um he did so he's it was my first time seeing Lecrae been kind of following his career for a while like just like his influence in in music like he is a christian artist and he kind of walked away from christianity and was like i'm not a christian artist i'm an artist don't box me in but like i know him as a christian artist he's looked at as a christian artist then he like came back and then he had the coming up coming in coming what is that song i'm coming in hot that song got really big on twitter and ig then he like went viral with that and then, like, he's back with a new album, and, like, he's, like, a preacher. I didn't know that. And it was incredible. It was incredible to, like, dance and, like, have a fun time at church. I know a lot of people think that Christians can't do anything or don't have fun. And it was just a great opportunity to just, like, have a good time. I, y'all know I love concerts. I'm a big live music person. I My favorite thing is rap with a live band. Excuse me. Not gonna edit that out. Um, sneezes, 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 sneezes are natural, so I'm not gonna edit that out. But um, you know, rap music with a live live band is just unmatched. Like it's just here, it's poetry with music, right? And um, it was so much fun. And sometimes I get in this mode of like, oh, I'm, you know, I feel like I miss. There's aspects of me that like misses going out, like a big part of my life, like all pretty much from 18 to 29. 18 to 20 well 18 to 18 and 25 and like 20 let's see I'm trying to do the math here so y'all already know and like 27 to like 32 I partied so like a big chunk of my life like going out to bars because I love to dance and I like music and I like 
being with people and I like having fun and like doing all these things. And like that, a big part of my life is not with that because I don't go out to bars. I don't go to the club and I'm in my thirties also. So like, no thanks. Um, I'd rather be at the house, but that's a big part of my life. And not having like just a random moment to like dance is like, I miss it. So just to be able to like do that, but like worshiping God is like chef's kiss. Like, so it was amazing. It was really great. There was like a lot of Christian influencers there. And that was really cool to see. Like there's, you know, a lot of influences, influencers and actors and people in the entertainment industry in LA, but the ones that love Jesus is and they're like they rep Jesus it's just like it's wild I can't I feel like I live in first of all living in LA is an alternative universe but like living in LA where there's Christians that are influencers influencers that are famous and rich like it's weird like it should be the norm but it's just weird seeing that because where I'm from that's not really like a thing right like pastors are like it pastors are like very influential but like just random people that have like a big influences that love the Lord is like very not like where I'm from, which is like low key, like a conservative place in New York, which is weird. It's made nothing makes sense. Right. So I did that on Wednesday, like was super dope. Um, I had school the next day, Friday. What did I do on Friday? Um, see, I don't even remember. I, what did I do on that Friday? Um, I did something. I just don't remember what I did. I went to something. Oh my gosh. Wow. It feels like so long ago. I did something on that Friday. Can't remember what I did. That Saturday was my boss's birthday. So my boss had a banger at work. It was really fun. It was a whole bunch of us from um, clients that I love. It was her friends that I know. And it was like our, we, I met my boss in a, um, in a women's group at church and so it was like a bunch of the girls from our women's group who are like my most favorite humans ever and that was so fun like we danced all night we ate tacos we like we my boss had, like she was looking over like especially me and another girl who was from my um she's from buffalo so she's from like upstate new york like me and we're just different like it was philly girls there was like a bunch of east coast people there and we were just we just we're just different we're just different and my my boss was looking at me like how do you know all these rap songs like how do you know like i'm in her phone as like adri who knows her word like knows her bible but then i then i'm like like hold on wait a minute Y'all thought I was finished? Like, she was so confused. It was so fun. You know, get you a girl that can do both, okay? It's called being versatile. It's called being multifaceted, right? So that was a lot of fun. I had a great time. I was, like, super tired after that. I'm really trying to figure out what I... Oh, on Friday, my love, my love, Miss Essence, is it, um decided to break my heart and move back to her hometown of Miami, Florida, which I, you know, Florida ruins everything. And I, I, I said what I said. And she she ended up moving away from me to Florida. And it was just heartbreaking to me because she had been gone all summer. She came back, thought I was going to have her and like have an amazing winter and fall together. And she was like, no, ma'am, we worked together for a little bit too. We worked together at two places. I have never told this story on air, but one day, this is like such a wild story. One day I was working at a place, a retail store, and I was miserable. I hated it, but I felt as in my spirit that God wanted me to be there. And I was praying. I was like, God, God, please help me. Help me. I hate it here. 
it's stupid here. I don't want to be here. And I'm making way, I'm making no money. Like, what am I doing? So I said, Lord, please just throw me a bone. Help me out. Can you help me out, God? Just help me out a little bit, right? So God threw me a bone, help me out. I walk into work one day. I normally worked upstairs. It was two, it was a two-level store. I normally work upstairs. For some reason, I worked downstairs. I was like, I'm never down here. I don't even know where anything is, but we're going to make it work. So I ended up working downstairs and all of a sudden I see this lady super skinny with beautiful hair and long red nails and a southern accent and she goes excuse me and I'm like oh my gosh oh like I hate it I hate it working there so when a client would talk to me I'd be like oh I'm like oh what and I was and I and she was like could you have this in a size medium and I looked in her eyes her big like hazel eyes and I was like them eyes look familiar y'all want to know who it was do y'all want to know who it was it was no other than Celestine Knowles. What is her freaking Beyonce? Celestine Beyonce. Who is that, you ask? That's Miss Tina Knowles. That's Beyonce Giselle Knowles. Carter's mother. The woman who freaking Solange and Beyonce came out of. The woman who created Solange and Beyonce. I can't even say it. I met her. I met her. I looked her in the eyes for like literally 10 seconds. And I'm like, I don't really get starstruck. Like celebrities, I will always say this. They're people. They are regular people, right? But in that moment, I was like, I think I'm having a moment. I, I couldn't stop looking in her eyes. I was like, I can't believe I'm seeing you right now. And she had a mask on because at this point, it was like still heavy, like COVID protocol. And I was looking at like, yo, we used to like chase people out of the store if they didn't have a mask. That's a whole nother story. And I'm looking at her in the face and I'm just like, I can't believe this is Beyonce's mom. I'm like, God, are you sick? God, what are you doing? Right? This is wild to me. And she's like, I was like, I can't even tell the story. Like, that's how much I was like tripping. And she like realized that I realized who she was and she kind of like chilled out. She was with her sister who was super sweet and so super beautiful. Their family is so beautiful. And she was so polite. And I was like, well, we don't have it, but I can check for you. And so I helped her and like we didn't have it. And I just, I, I lost it. And she was there for maybe like 10, 15 minutes. And it's just like a regular, this wasn't a Beverly Hills store. This is like the Grove. It was like not a great, it wasn't expensive. It was like a regular store. And she's just shopping like normal. And I'm just like, what? And so... I got to take a drink of water. I'm like freaking out over something that happened like literally a year ago, right? So then I'm freaking out. And so there's a client that walks by and she goes, you know, that was Beyonce's mother, right? I was like, absolutely. I knew. So I went over to like the little like side area to put something away. And I ran into a coworker who happened to be a black woman. And I was like, okay, so you know. And I go, I'm a follower of Christ, but. I want to let you know I'm tripping right now because I just met Beyonce's mom. And she was like, what? That was Beyonce's mom? I was like, yes, girl. And she was like, so I'm freaking out. And she goes, are you, you believe in God? And I was like, yes. <laughs> Do you? And she was like, yes. And so that's how we became friends. And we've had great moments together. <laughs> we've had great moments together. We've had some great times together. And she left me for dumb Florida and we celebrated her. It was amazing. I paid $17 for parking. I would, I will only do that for her there is not another person that i would pay 17 dollars to to park for and i thought it was 17 dollars an hour and y'all better believe i had a timer on my phone because my goal was not going over more than two and a half hours and when and when i when i when my timer went off and i sat in my and i sat at dinner and i said you know what, i'm gonna stay i realized this is my sis and i'll do anything for her and i was like but i gotta go and I, and I ended up going back to my car and it was only $17. I was like, thank you, Jesus. So that's what I did on Friday. Saturday was the banger at my salon. 
Sunday, I went to church. I went to my first Friendsgiving of the season. This is my favorite season, Thanksgiving season. Everybody loves Christmas. Everybody loves Halloween. I love Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday. It's everything and more. Who doesn't want to sit around a table eating your favorite food with your favorite people and then watch football all day, play games, take a nap, do it again for like forever and then have a day off. Like, right? It's the best. It's the kickoff for holiday season. I'm a Christmas tree goes up after Thanksgiving kind of girl. I don't know what y'all be on, but that's me because Thanksgiving starts the season. Y'all are weird. Um, So went to the, uh, Friendsgiving, set around a fire. Just life is good. And then Monday, just like I've been going ever since. I just like literally have not had a moment. So here we are. And I just told y'all so much. So let I need to take a break. I just said a whole mouthful, okay? And I really want today to just be a quick one. And I know y'all may be laughing because you know what happens when I say it's going to be a quick one. It generally isn't a quick one. But I just want to say, okay, so we have, that's, that is 30, that's 40, 50. We have 50 days, just about 50. Let's see, 30, 132. We have 52 days left of this year. And it's been a year, you know, I'm just thinking about, I've been thinking about the last 365, like where I was around this time last year. And I was starting to like pick up, like things were, I don't know. It was kind of a roller coaster. I I was kind of like, I I went, I had went to New York for a wedding, my brother's wedding, my brother, my brother and my sister-in-law's wedding. And it was incredible. I loved being home and I came back and things I came I had to face some reality here which was really hard and I was kind of like doing it by myself I hadn't really had I really hadn't met friends like that out here yet I was really kind of like not really knowing what was going to happen so I kind of went through like a little bit of a dark season and my birthday is in December and I was a little sad on my birthday and I didn't really have anybody to celebrate with and things things were hard and then like January happened and I was like oh (laughs) I got COVID and I was sad. I got COVID around the holiday. I got COVID on Christmas Eve and it really made me sad. And I was just, I I was going to go see some friends um, in San Diego from home. And I was like really just wanting to have that. Like I wanted to like have a family moment and it just wasn't happening. And January happened and I was just like struggling. I was resisting. And then February happened and February kind of like got better. Right. And then it just kind of got getting better. And then I just, you know, life, life is a roller coaster. Right. And but I just I I'm thinking about where I was last year and where I am now. And I'm really just blessed and grateful because I'm not where I was last year. I'm not the same person. I'm not doing the same thing. I'm not working the same job. I don't have the same friends. So much is different with my life. And I thank God. And I think a lot of the times we beat ourselves up. We measure ourselves, especially on social media, against other people. And we don't know what you know we don't know what they've been through we don't know what they've been to get there and we don't know how they got there but we just beat and beat and beat ourselves up but i and because we we look at ourselves from our our goals in january and we see where we are in november and december and we're like what went wrong but i think it's so important for us to take a look back and see how much we've changed to see how much we've progressed and i know especially being in a big city i know there's people on here that listen in in big cities or even just like uh, you know any area where you are there's always some a, a, a 
this pressure and competition to to do you know to keep up with the joneses and at 32 you do this and at 25 you do that and at 62 you do this and there's societal expectations of us but we have to just remember that to stay on our own course right stay on our own course i i was on a zoom i was on a zoom prayer meeting on monday and i went and i just was like hey can you guys pray for me about a certain thing and i got a prophetic word and you know we we take those things to god you know i didn't wasn't a psychic it wasn't anything creepy or weird this woman said something and it kind of confirmed something that i heard like years and years ago and i was like looking at god like what why is this lady saying this to me i don't want to hear this right now I want you to say something to me, God, because, you know, God speaks through prophetic people. And I, I wanted God to tell me something different. I wanted God to speak on something different. But God, the Holy Spirit decided to tell this woman something to just say, hey, this is your this is a destination that you're going to that you're striving for. And I was like, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that because at 30, yeah, at a certain age, I felt like I should be doing this. But you're telling me that at some point, I don't know when, at some point I'm going to be doing that. I'm not cool with that. I literally just had to talk with God now. I was like, God, I wanted X, Y, Z. And all these people have X, Y, Z, but you're telling me I'm going off the course here. And I'm like, how is that cool? Why can't I do the things that nor- that other people do, normal people do? I'm literally called, because there's not any part of me that's normal, right? And there's not one bone in my body that's normal. And God is like, cause, cause I, cause I said so basically. And I'm just, and I think a lot of the times we see our lives, like we feel like we have to buy a house. We have to get married and have kids. We have to go to do all these things. Like I look at my brother, my brother is younger than me. He's already graduated undergrad masters and doctorates and got married and is doing, and has his big boy job. And he's younger than me. And I'm like, how? And he's actually, like, he's had a more complicated, like, situations in his life. Like, he's had, like, he is an academic, okay? He is an academic. He's been in school for, like, he's literally been in school for 25 years. (laughs) He's been in school for 25 years, right? And... I'm over here, like, I did, I did my undergrad, I loved it, I loved school, and then I took 10 years off, and I never thought that I would go to grad school, and it's, like, crazy, because I'm, like, dang, I should have went to grad school when I was 20, like, you know, right when I graduated undergrad, I, I, you know, I'm, like, dang, things would be so different, because here I am in my 30s, and I'm trying to, like, figure out my career, but, like, I also have a, like, I have to do, I have to work for free for a whole year, like, I'm over here, like, what am I doing, but, if you have a relationship with God, if you stick close with God, God will guide you. What is that scripture? It says, um, oh my gosh, there's a scripture. I'm going to paraphrase very, very, very loosely. It basically says, if you seek God, if you stay close to God, God will guide you and tell you where you need to go. And that's honestly been my, that's been my experience. I remember like God telling me to go somewhere or just knowing in my spirit that I had to go somewhere or do something. And I went there and I met somebody or I saw something and it snowballs into like where I am now. Right. And this has happened so many times in my life. Like even just being in LA, like I, Oh my gosh. Like just being here. I, every day I'm like, how, how am I here? I just, I never thought I'd live here. I was like, this too expensive there. I'm good with paying $700 for rent. I don't know about y'all, but it's cute over here. Y'all do you over there, but I'm going to do me over here. And I had all, I had all the things I wanted in, in, in where I was. And God was like, no, ma'am, you know, I was happy doing one thing. And God said, no, you're doing this. And there's been so many times where I've been, 
I've resisted what God wanted for me or I didn't listen or I was just, you know, or I squat, like I was, um, I didn't use what God gave me well, you know, and, but God is on the throne. He knows what's best for us. There, there was a season or a moment where I wanted to completely abandon God's plans for my life. And God was like, you're not about to do that. You're not about, you have the key to your future. You're not about to do that. If you do that, you're going to mess your life up. You're going to mess up this plan I have for you. Plan for good and not for evil. Plan to give you a hope in a future. And that's in the Bible, right? And I had to look in the mirror and I had to say, okay, you want XYZ kind of life. You got to do what you got to do. You got to fight for this life that you want. Because the only, the, you can't, everybody wants to blame the devil on stuff. The devil can't ruin, like the devil can't, it's not, your life is not in the devil's hands. The only person, God, the devil comes for you to try to get you off course for what God has for you. But the only person that can ruin the plans for your life, that can mess up the plans for your life is you. There's a book called The Mountain Is You. And it's, I've talked about it on here before. We're going to talk about it. We're going to read it together as a family because it's, it's telling us that stop blaming other people for your problems. It's you. So when we look at it, when we look at January and, and or December 28th when we made new year's resolutions and we haven't made them i believe in being accountable i had these i had a whole bunch of running um goals i wanted to run like i had like a 5k this year i didn't do it i didn't do it i didn't make it to, to a, fi- a 5k this year and i can either beat myself up about it or i can say okay well we're wrong and how can we do that and do we bring this was i reaching too high i know that my goals were too high i know that my goals were too high i know that i i, I overachieved and maybe I will set more attainable goals. That is what happens when you make a smart goal. It's um, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. I wasn't making atta- um, um, attainable goals, so I have to go back to the finish to the start list. Go back to the smart goals and and figure out what I can do with what I have. And instead of beating myself up for what I didn't do, I need to say, wow, look at how far you've come. You may not have accomplished everything on your goals for the for 2022, but look at what you've accomplished from last year. I've seen tremendous growth in myself in the past year. I've seen tremendous growth in myself in the past three months. And even just the past three months, I'm like, girl, who are you? I have to be proud of myself. Like for instance, I took a, I took a midterm in one of my theories classes, it's like the foundational class. And I had to basically do a, I had to basically explain a theory. I had to apply a theory to a case study and I, I either had to apply the case study, like write about it and explain what this, this theory was that I decided, or I had to, um, do a mock conversation, like a session between a therapist and a client and knowing me, I'm overachiever. I did both. <laughs> I did both. I'm like, you know what? It doesn't hurt to do both. Right. And cause I just wanted to make sure I covered all my bases. And I was like, I, this paper wasn't, it was not good. I was like, it was not good. I ended up doing grammar. This is not, um, um, what is it called? This is not sponsored, but there's grammarly.com girl. It will help you out. I put, I plugged in grammarly and I was like, and grammarly was like, girl, if you don't get yourself together, do you speak English as their first language? Do you know the English language? And I was like, girl, who knows? So I sat down there and I did what I never did in in grad school or in undergrad. I edited. I edited. I took out. I, I, I took stuff out. I put stuff in. I reread that essay about seven, eight, nine times. And I was like, you know what? This ain't good. I'm like this. I'm like, honestly, I'm just turning it in. I'm like, I've been looking at this. I, I remember I was like, I've been looking at this so long. I'm going cross-eyed. Like, I don't, 
I'm sick of looking at this essay. I, I, I did what I could. I put my heart into it. And then I was like, I, I just, it's, I'm like, if I had more time, I had enough time. I just procrastinated it. I'm like, if I had more time, it would be better. So I did it. And I was like, this woman, first of all, I submitted it November 1st. I just got it back yesterday. And she goes, oh, I thought I handed those back to you guys two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. So I'm in agony for two weeks for no reason because my, my professor forgot to upload it the right way. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh gosh, I, I'm sick to my stomach. I don't even know what she's going to grade me as. I, I look, I got a hundred, not even just like a B. I'm like, if I get a B, I'm happy. If I'm like, if I get a B, I'm like, I'm probably going to get a C. If I get a B, I'm happy. I got an, I got a 100, 100% y'all. So I say all that to say like, you're doing, I'm, I want to pat myself on the back first of all, but I want to say to you, we're doing, you're doing great, sweetie. You're doing great, sweetie. You're doing the best that you can. The fact that we're still here after a global pandemic and and President Trump, who's supposedly running for another term, breaking, y'all, I may break, I may dust off my political commentary part of my life and just, I may start talking about politics again because it's just the, the jokes write themselves, right? The jokes write themselves. But anywho, we've survived so much. And we're still here. And we have to just look at ourselves and say we're still here. So I want to challenge you for these next 52 days. Look at look back at what we wanted to do. If we didn't reach those goals, go back to the drawing board. Let's try again. Let's try in 2023 to do better. Let's try. If we, if we got into a situation or a relationship where we're like, what was I thinking? Let's get out of them and get into some healthy ones. Surround ourselves with community. Get ourselves aligned with people that love God. Get, get surround ourselves with people that have like that have like minds surround ourselves with people that are smarter and richer than us and figure out a way to not do what we did last year let's read some books let's exercise let's take care of our mind body and our spirit our physical our mental and our and our what did i say our spiritual and mental and our physical because we want to live our best lives ever in 2023 so i want to challenge you i want to challenge you to go back to the drawing board what goals did you not make right what goals did you not complete what goals did you did you complete? What are some high points? And how can we if if we wanna if we want to maybe those goals weren't attainable, maybe they weren't measurable, maybe they weren't specific, maybe they weren't timely or relevant. Let's go back to the drawing board and see what we can do after we what we've done all year. See if we can either make some new goals that are you know e- not easier, that are more attainable for us, or or go back to those goals that we wanted before. We got to do what we can to become better people. We don't want to be apathetic and just be the definition of insanity, which is doing the same thing over and over and over and re- expecting the same results. I want to challenge you. I'm, you're going to hear more from me about we're, this. I love the end of the year. The end of the year is a time to 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 basically just reconcile. It's reconcile all that needs to be reconciled. It's time for family and forgiveness and for love and for, you know, eating a lot and like per and not purging. Oh God, please. I not purging. I mean like getting rid of things and, and throwing things away and, and being joyful and filling ourselves and filling other people and being, I, I just love what this season means. Right. And I, I know it gets, I get a little grinchy because of, um, consumerism and capitalism, but you know, it's good to put in, you know, 
every I like to say every dollar I spend comes back to me. Everything that I give comes back to me, right? And I hope that you have that same mentality. So we're gonna put we're gonna sow seeds of love, we're gonna sow seeds of positivity, we're gonna be healthy, we're gonna go to therapy, we're gonna get ourselves together so that we can have a better year next year. And I look at the past, you know, fifty the past forty we have six weeks left of this year. Wait, we have six weeks left. I look at the past forty I look at the past forty six. Yeah, the past 46 weeks, y'all, I can't do math. I really can't add or subtract. It's really bad. There's 52 weeks of the year. That's neither here nor there. I look at the, the time that has we've taken up to right now, and I'm like, okay, I'm proud of myself for doing that. And I look at things, I'm like, I'm not proud of that. But I have it's in me to change my mind. Everything that I've been saying all year is about changing your mind, changing your routine, changing who you're around, reading books. It's all It's all connected. So I want to challenge you to be better for yourself, better for your family, better for your children, better for your coworkers. Let's 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 do what we can to be better for our community because it's like a ripple effect. It's like the butterfly effect. Everything affects each other. So don't be down on yourself if you didn't make those goals. It's okay. It's there's still time. First of all, there's still time, and if you there's time to get back to the drawing board and do what you can to make those goals. You got this. I know you do. Well, that was fun. <laughs> I just wanted to get on here to encourage you all. I love you all so much. I'm so thankful that you came, came to listen to the Audacious Adri show. It's super important to me that you're here. And I love you so much. And I really am thankful that, that I can use my lessons and the things that God imparts in my heart to give you uh, encouragement and just the wisdom that God shows me. And I'm just grateful and thankful. And I want to know if I can pray for you. And if you don't believe in prayer, you can have a great day and just I hope that there's good energy in your life and good people in your life but if you do believe in prayer I want to lift you up right now father God I thank you so much for allowing me to be here I thank you so much for this opportunity to talk to people from all over the world I I, I I've been told that I have people that listen in Africa and in Europe and all over and I'm so grateful that my voice gets heard in those communities. I'm just blessed and grateful. Lord, I pray that everybody under the sound of my voice, everybody that hears this episode is blessed, is full of joy, is full of love, is full of the fruits of the spirit. And I pray that they will know you as their personal savior. I pray that they will understand the goodness that comes from your from your proximity, the goodness that comes from your love, the goodness that comes from your word, the goodness that comes from knowing that there's a father in heaven that loves us more than anything. And Father God, I just pray that that everyone will know um the 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 width and the widths and the depths and the and the breadth of how much you love us, God. I pray that as we go forth in the next six weeks, that you will give us strength, you will give us endurance and wisdom and guidance as we close out for the year, as we finish one year, if you if that is your plan, to finish out the year and to see what you have next for us in the next year, God. I pray that you will bless our work pray that you would bless our families, our friendships, our communities, God, our bodies, Lord. I pray that you restore our health, mental, physical, and spiritual, Lord, so that we can be a light in this world, that we can help our communities grow stronger so that we can be the light of the world in the city on a hill. God, I pray that you continue to download strategy among us. I pray that you will help us to learn from our lessons, um, from our mistakes, Lord. I pray that there will be grace for ourselves. I thank you for your grace, um, for your grace is sufficient for us. So your word says that your, our, your power is made perfect in our weakness. So we thank you, God, for our weaknesses because when we're weak, you are strong. So Lord, I pray that I would lift everybody up in this, in this 
uh, on this podcast, everybody that listens, everybody that shares, and everybody that comes into contact with uh, with my family, my Audacious Adri podcast family. So God, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for what you're going to do. And I just lift everybody up in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thank you so much. Feel free to follow me on all the socials. I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening. Please feel free to share this. Send this to your family. Send this to your friends. I appreciate you greatly and I will talk to you soon.